Do you want to know what's annoying me this morning? Of course you do. Italy. Let's go big this week. I accept I could turn my eye to any number of facets of the country in the Italian peninsula. As far as my colleague Lorenzo, or Lorenzo, always stated with the hand gestures, believes, I already do this all the time. We sometimes have an icebreaker question in a team meeting on a Monday morning. He has reached the stage, perhaps this is due to workplace bullying, if so please don't report me, where his answer to his favourite of anything food related is pineapple, due to the horror that he considers the pizza bit to be and how many times we've threatened to buy it for him. I have enjoyed Hawaiian pizza in the past and do not consider it an abomination. At a pinch, if forced, I probably also wouldn't really consider it a proper pizza either. It was invented by a Canadian, you know, combining Italian food with an American fruit, calling it after somewhere in the Pacific and creating what has become Australia's favourite pizza topping. So, international at least. Now where was I? Italy, Italian. Yes, they make very fine thin pizzas, often very reasonably priced even in Rome itself, and often from a tiny number of very good ingredients. I do not object to pizza. At least not thin pizza. I'm not fond of the current fad for I don't think pizza is sufficiently good cheese to mouth delivery system, so could you fill the crust with a bit more cheese and then maybe fill the space in the box with some more cheese and then maybe make the delivery driver and motorbike also out of cheese and then fit a conveyor belt also somehow made of cheese, presumably a harder cheese, to shovel it straight into my mouth? No, not that. Nice thin pizza with flavoursome toppings, the kind Lorenzo would approve of. And barely a pineapple in sight. So that is not my objection to Italy. I could, I suppose, object to the fact that Rome has become, in technical terms, and do forgive me if I lose anyone with the jargon here, a living hell on earth, with everyone and his brother crowding round the Trevi fountain trying to get that one shot, like presumably they do at the Taj Mahal, or presumably somewhere in Paris, the Arc de Triomphe or the Eiffel Tower or somewhere, and hanging around in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa, or, oddly, by mass graves in Siberia. And genuinely, it was amazing how many people stopped to have their pictures taken by recently unearthed, only recently in 2002 when I was there anyway, recently unearthed mass graves. People even stopped off in the middle of their weddings, still in the get-up, to have pictures taken and a shot of vodka by mass graves. But, odd though that is, we are not talking about Russia, if I might remind you, to get back to the point. Rome is hell. But then so is touristy London most of the time. So is every pub in the New Forest on a Sunday lunchtime in summer. So, in fact, is everywhere that people like to go. I do St Patrick's Day with a friend every year. We have never been to Dublin to do it, because I don't want to be forced to murder anyone on my way to getting a drink. Right, Italy. While Rome is crowded, that isn't my objection. It comes down to this time of year. It comes down, in fact, to the rugby. To the Six Nations. To that joyous time when I get to watch Scotland, the side my mother went to see as a child with my grandfather at Murrayfield back before they had seats. Scotland give me just enough hope to hurt every year before spilling the ball over the try line and losing again. Now, a long time ago, boys and girls, we had a lovely little home nations tournament on these fair isles of ours. Scotland, England, Wales and Ireland. Ireland playing as one team. The home nations, in fact, predates independence of the Republic. All lovely. All troubles forgotten for a while. 
England played in white, which is the majority of their colour, majority colour on their flag, all fine. Scotland play in blue, since, well, England had the white bit, so blue is the flag, all is good. Ireland dip green, because whelp stereotyping, and Wales select their dragon's colour, and white and green are both already gone, so all is fine. And then France join to make the five nations. France have a tricolour. Red, white and blue, as many flags are. Almost all, in fact. A surprising number. All very few flags have none of red, white or blue on them. Pop quiz? Think of one. Anyway, as Brexit is, red, white and blue. Right, red, white, blue. So they have a choice. They have to clash with someone. So they're seemingly random blue, so they become les bleus. Well, that's all fine. Everything is fine. It was a one in three. And then in 2000, Italy joined the fray to make it the six nations. Italy, in case you don't know, have a tricolour. A flag of red, white and green. Let me repeat that. Red, white, green. Not like Brexit at all. No blue in there. They clearly have a choice to play in red or white or green. So what do they choose? Well, what would be annoying to a Scotland fan wanting to see their team wearing the good deep blue of Scotland rather than continuously having to wear the change strip? Yep, Italy chose blue. And why? <laughs> to annoy me, of course. <laughs>